solid surface in an atmosphere providing sufficient pressure at the surface to prevent all the water uh, evaporating. In fact, on Earth, water can and does exist in all three states. Right. Liquid, solid, and water. And can move relatively easily between them. If the Earth's orbit were highly elliptical, there would be large variations in the temperature, making the environment unsuitable. So, water in all three states. Yeah, there yeah. it is again. Yeah, three. You're right, David. Even in <clears throat> in the in the scripture, in the spiritual realm, we see the imprint of three, and like you say, in in the natural realm or in the Earth itself. And again, yeah. when we look at the number three, all around the Earth. I mean, again, we have past, present, and future. We have length, width, and height. We just said solid, liquid, gaseous. Yeah. Look at man. We have three capacities, thought, word, and deed. Those are the only three, <clears throat> three activities we can really do. Right. Think, word, yeah. and deed. Right. And then, of course, the, 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 you look at the basic unit of society, at the family, at the most basic unit, is, is father, wife, I mean, husband, wife, child. Mm -hmm. It's a basic unit. It's a reflection, I think, of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. But it's that idea of they're one, but yet it's uh, three distinct persons. Yes. And so as you get into this more and more, you'll see this, particularly when we come to the spiritual matters. For example, the tabernacle, what we call the Ark of the Covenant, that had three components inside it. It had Aaron's rod right. that budded. Yes. It had the pot of manna that God fed the people with mm -hmm. in the wilderness. And then it had the stones or the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Yes. Well, those we could go deep into that, but those all have very significant meaning in ancient Israel, and that's what God sought to preserve. Not two, not four, but three items were put in that holy Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And so, it's same way uh, with the offerings, we see this uh, each step of the way. When you think of the three major virtues of man listed in the Bible, mm -hmm. is faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Uh, love being the greatest of them. Um, then you come into this whole thing of temptation. When Eve looked at the, uh, Satan was tempting her, First, she saw the tree was good for food. Mm -hmm. Then she saw it was pleasant to the eyes. Yes. And then she she desired it because it could make one wise. Right. Three, three, yep. three coming at you there. Yeah. It says in the scriptures in John, First John, it says there's three enemies that man has. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Straight away. You see? that. It's, and then what are the three great attack points? The world, this fallen world, the flesh, our fallen flesh, and the devil. So... If you're going to teach Bible and you use numbers, mm -hmm. it's a very easy way for people to remember things if they remember the number one about the singularity, God is one, monotheism. Two is the number of witness. Yeah. But you come to three, again, it's all over the place. Yeah, and you take a look at the gifts of grace, faith, hope, and love. Uh, before, uh, daily prayers were three times a day. Appointed times, feasts were three times each year. Three laws, moral, ceremonial, and civil. Three types of sacrifice, sin offering, peace offering, and praise offering, and many more patterns. So it's, again, it's just totally uh, littered with, with this pattern of three. Yeah. Know? And it takes it back to, to the Godhead, right, John? I mean, that's... It's all the way through, and yeah. we see it, in, like I said, in the spiritual and the scriptural, and as well as just in the natural world yeah. uh, around us. Mm -hmm. uh, we see this idea then... Uh, and you see it uh, oftentimes in the parables uh, where Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And he talks about... Um, Let's look well, at there's, that. Well, yeah. you want to read um, well it's, you go to Matthew chapter 13 is where a lot of the uh, parables are. But 
Um, for example, there's three travelers who encounter the wounded man on the road to uh, Jericho. Remember yeah. the priest, oh, yeah. the Levite, mm -hmm. and the yeah. Good Samaritan. Right. Uh, so you have these number three. You have three main characters in the prodigal son story. You have the older brother, the younger brother, who's the prodigal, and you have the father. So you'll see this element of three. One thing about three, it's easy to understand. It's easy to remember things that right. come in three. Remember they say three's <laughs> a charm or three. Yeah. Three times is um, the number that kind of locks it in for you. Yeah. Three you strikes. Know, three and strikes out. and you're out. Right. There you go. Uh, it, it just can't be yeah. uh, chance. Um, again, we see this idea that uh, in the parables, there's three types of soil not good for production. You know, one was mm -hmm. too stony. The one the seed penetrated but had no root. And the other, it had root, but it choked it up. It, it had too many cares and riches or thorns and thistles. It was the fourth one that would be the one that would produce. Produce what? 30, 60, 100 fold. Three. Yeah. See, 30, 60, 100 fold. So you'll see that in terms of spiritual growth. And when we see three regarding our own salvation, well, number one, uh, we have in the past, we were saved. There's our salvation. Presently, we're being sanctified. That's our process of, you know, coming closer and closer to Christ. So we have salvation, sanctification, and one day when Jesus returns, even our body will be glorified. So you have sanctification, you have salvation, sanctification, glorification. Sanctification releases us from the penalty of sin. Sanctification right now releases us from the power of sin in our life. And one day when we're with Christ, we'll be, he'll rid us even of the presence of sin. There'll be no more sin, no more evil. So you see that worked out even in our salvation. Yeah. The three. Yeah. So John, um, I've wanted. I don't. I hope I'm not digressing. No. But there's three divisions in the tabernacle and the temple: outer right. court, holy place, and most holy place. Right. Now I had a discussion with my family the other night about um, about uh, you know burial versus you know cremation, and uh, when we look at uh, our bodies as a temple, and I just wanted to kind of touch on those those three uh, divisions of the tabernacle. I mean, we have three uh, in our own body, right? We have uh, our spirit, mind, mm -hmm. and our physical self. Right. Um, so that's what it talks in yeah. Thessalonians: "May God sanctify you, body, soul, and spirit." Yeah. So, yeah, because how did God create man? Well, it says He formed him from the clay. Uh, of the ground right and then he breathed into him and then it says man became then uh, a living soul right. so there you see the three kind of uh, yeah divisions or uh, compartment you know we're a tripartite it's what they right. here's what it says in first uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body, be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see the three. There it is. Right. But but, but remain blameless, and I assume uh, in its entirety, right? Unless, it is, uh, is the other way to look at that, obviously if you're in war and you get blown up, uh, you know, we were talking about that. You mean burial? Yeah. So, I mean, if something like that happens to you out of your control, it's one thing. But I, I was trying to actually understand my own belief system when, when we were talking about that, and I think you cleared it up for me that, you know, uh, I'm kind of under the assumption that, you know, you should keep your body intact unless there's something that happens to you that's outside your control. Right. Now, there's no direct command forbidding yeah. cremation. This is a whole separate. We oh, could sure. actually yeah, do I'm a show on it. I'm just curious about it. Yeah. But um, 
Uh, there's no command like thou right. shalt not steal, thou mm -hmm. shalt not commit adultery. It doesn't say thou shalt not cremation. Um, one thing that the body with burial, and we dealt with this issue in Southeast Asia, actually with Thai believers, that because cremation yeah. is big in Orient. Yeah. Hinduism, Buddhism, they have cremation. I, I attended some of those. But the one reason burial in the you'll see it scripturally in the Old and the New Testament is number one, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, we follow a pattern of Jesus being buried and he rises. Number three, mm -hmm. it suggests uh, even in death we honor the body. You, you know, we, uh, right after the show, I go to a funeral. Right. You know, right. Um, yeah. But we, we put a high honor on it. And it, it speaks to the fact that what the Bible calls when a Christian dies, he sleeps. Mm -hmm. What I mean, he, you laid him in the ground. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus comes, of course, our, when. My understanding of the Bible, when you see to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the thief on the cross said, when he repented, and Jesus says, this day you will be with me. So I believe we go to be with the Lord when we die. But our body isn't kind of a, uh, no matter how long we've been dead, uh, two years, uh, mm -hmm. 200 years, two, right. it will be ri risen, reconstituted, mm -hmm. and be like the resurrection mm -hmm body of Jesus. That's what it'll say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This mortal will put on immortality right. and then the twinkling of an eye we will have a perfectly healthy, luminous uh, I don't even know how we're going to move. We might just think a thought. You're going to be right. a thousand miles. <laughs> but it's that idea that uh, mm -hmm. but that you bring up this came about because of the three part yeah. body, right. soul, and right. Holy Spirit, which links up to the tabernacle. Yes. The outer, right. which you could see mm -hmm. the outer part exactly. of the tabernacle. Yep. Then you go into what's called the holy place. Mm -hmm. and there will be the showbread and the menorah candle. Yep. Then you go into the inner holy of holies, only, holy. once right. Year, right. only once a year. Only once a year. So, yeah, you'll see that reflected. Some feel that's a reflection, perhaps, of the body. Mm -hmm. Even though the tabernacle is built on the original, which is in the heavenlies. Yeah. It says that in Hebrews. But perhaps... Now that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, we may see those qualities. The exterior, the holy place, of course, would be our soul emotion. The inner holy of holies is where God dwells. That's where our Holy Spirit uh, uh, is yeah. wedded uh, to our spirit. That mm -hmm. means we are born again or regenerated. Uh, we're quickened, as the Bible says. We're made alive because we now have the Holy Spirit. If right. we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're not a Christian. Sure. It's as yeah. simple as that. Okay. That's what the Bible says. Right. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. It'll say in Romans chapter 8, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to him. You don't. You just don't. Right. There's only two kinds of people in the world, really. You have the living and you have the dead. People that are alive in Christ, that are born again, and people that are still spiritually dead, like I was until age 27. Oh, yeah, me too. So yeah. that's so, kind okay. of a, a going off your question here, David. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, the, that's helpful. You know, the other thing... I, I was trying to uh, fully understand in 1 John uh, 5, it talks about three witnesses, the spirit, water, and the blood. Uh, right. Do you want to talk about that, Arnold, or do you want me to read um, anything there? Because uh, when I grab that, uh, faith in the incarnate Son of God. Right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, if you take a look at, at verse 6 of that, it says, this is the one who came by water and blood, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, water, and the blood. 
and the three are in agreement. So is, is that, they make any assumption that that's the Godhead there? That those three parts are? Well, I think uh, others will actually say uh, the, the Father, um, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. But um, uh, look at the verse before that. Okay. Uh, verse uh, seven. five, uh, seven. seven. Let's see. For there are three that testify, uh -huh. the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. Uh, and verse over? seven, I have, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. And of course, the Word in that context yeah. is, is Jesus, and the Word became flesh right. and dwelt amongst us. So, <clears throat> again, it's it's like three uh, is amplifying or bringing proof systems. Like at the transfiguration of Jesus, he would have three of his apostles with him. Yeah. He'll have Peter, James, and John. Interestingly enough, they will be with him at the most critical stages of uh, his ministry in some way. They'll come with him when he puts everybody else outside the room when he raises the little girl from yeah. her deathbed. Mm -hmm. She's died. She died. She'll take those three. They'll also be with Jesus at Gethsemane. Those three. Hmm. Those three. Uh, it is it is darkest moment, if you will. But they'll also be with his highest moment when he's on the Mount of Transfiguration, and that's when he's luminous. He's transfigured, and so it's interesting the three are there, yeah, uh, right there along with it. it um, again, they will give the testimony. They will validate what happened. You know, so when you look at these patterns, John, um, you know, I I think this is so powerful. This one verse. But before I ask you that question. So as it goes on, uh, we accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which is given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony God has given us. Eternal life and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. So for me, uh, the patterns that we see here, where, mm -hmm. where, where you just see the three pattern like we've been talking about, we're, ta we're going to go into the number 7 and 10 and 12. Right, right. It, you know, for me, that's what God is trying to tell us, that not only is this earth perfect for us to inhabit, but he wrote the Bible and it's perfect mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. And there's patterns throughout it to connect the Old and the New Testament uh, in a way that there is no way uh, all those writers could have come together at separate time frames to develop such a clear script. And I think that's really, you know, everybody asks me, what do you want to get out of the numbers? That's what I'm getting out of the number right. sequences that we see. Do you do you find something else? Oh, no, that you're right because... Um, this is the most important thing. Some of the most important principles uh, of the Christian faith are contained within this uh, three uh, formula or mm -hmm. sequence. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, this is the basic of the gospel. He says, um, verse 1, Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel. So Paul's saying this is the gospel. Right. Which I preached to you, which I also received. In other words, he got it from somebody. Now he's passing it on, just like we're trying to pass it on. Uh -huh. In which you stand, by which you are saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you received in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures 
that he was buried and rose again when? Third day. On the third mm -hmm. day. The but there's three yeah. critical issues there. Right. His death, his burial, his resurrection. Yeah. You All see, right. that, yeah. that's it's, got to be there. Right. And <clears throat> if we lose that, a denomination or a people, and just say, well, do good works and try to be a good person and try yeah. to live a moral life, and we get rid of the essential, central pillar of the Christian faith, then we lost it. We really have. You know, and, and what, while we've been talking about this, you know, I started to think, you know, because I know how challenging it is, you know, 10 years ago for me, even to think, okay, uh, there's Jesus. He's walking around right. the planet. And he's the son of God. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. Is he just a, you know, um, what a great prophet. But then as you start to get into this, it became so clear to me after we started going down our walk. And once you really examine the scripture and you see these patterns and you see how the Old Testament lines up to the new and how Christ completes it, it's almost like the tip of a sword right. is what you taught me is the Old Testament's the left side, the new is the right, right. Christ completes them, um, the tip of the sword, which is a great visual. But this is also a great visual that God knows we're going to have some issues understanding all this because it's out of our understanding. And that's why he puts the symbolism in there. He's, you know, all the way through. Oh, yeah. I think he meets us at whatever level yeah. we're at. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if you study uh, the resurrection of Jesus, it says that Peter and John run to um, the empty tomb, right? Mm -hmm. It says when John looks in, he believes. He yeah. just he just saw them. So that's all. Uh, let me get that. But it, it, once he sees that, it says, uh, this is in chapter 20, it says, verse 4, So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter. We assume that's John. They came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, and, and he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, following him, went into the tomb, and he saw the linen lying there. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also. He saw and he believed. Yeah. He saw the empty tomb and he believed. Mm -hmm. Now, on, uh, but Thomas, what did Thomas say? I won't believe he's risen from the dead unless what? Until he can see him. And he needed touch more proof. Wounds. Yeah. He needed more right. proof. Yeah. And the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they couldn't believe it that Jesus yeah. risen. And how does he prove it to them? He opens up the scripture. Yeah. So one sees, he mm -hmm. believes. Mm -hmm. The other hears the and the other feels, touches. Yeah. Those are your three. And that's your, that's actually the formulation in prayer when Jesus says Ask and you shall receive, mm -hmm. seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened to you. That forms the acronym ASK, hmm. A-S-K. But ASK is simply verbal. Yeah. It doesn't require a lot of energy, you know. Yeah. But seeking is visual. You're going to look, what's God's will when I'm praying? What's it? So you're applying yourself at a deeper level. And then seek, uh, then knocking is, is you're pressing in. It's visceral. It's, yeah. it's more intensive. Maybe it involves your body. Maybe you're going to fast. So you go ask, seek, and knock. ASK is your acronym there. But it's That's in nice. again, it's in three. Yeah. It's in three. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, some of the other things, uh, you know, we already talked about one in Corinthians that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. But then you look at Matthew 12, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the valley uh, of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Uh, and then Jesus said in Mark 14, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple 
that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. Yeah, the, the Jonah, it's, yeah. Uh, because Jesus says, look, you're not, they, they were asking him to do miracles. They mm -hmm. want, the unbelievers yeah. wanted to just see signs. They right. just like that. But he says, you're not going to give, he says, this wicked and adulterous generation I'll not give a sign to, except the sign of Jonah. Well, what was the sign of Jonah? Well, like you just said, you go to the book of Jonah, he was a prophet of God. Mm -hmm. He was running away from his call. He ended up in the belly of a great fish. He's there for three days, like he's dead. I mean, he's under the, you know, you, you can't get much more, no. you know, under the sea in the belly of a And then he's cast out, and then he's going to witness to Nineveh, and they repent, a Gentile nation. Well, how does that show Christ? Well, he's rejected. Uh, he's in the belly of the earth. He's in the grave mm -hmm. for three days. He comes out. And he says, go take this message to all the Gentile nations. You know, take, make disciples of all nations. So we see that idea, that miracle of somebody that was in a sense dead, Jonah, come to life. Not just come to life, but then complete his commission. He yeah. goes and reaches a Gentile nation. Jesus, like Jonah, three days in the earth. Sometimes they call it the belly of the earth when you're in a grave. He comes out, and what does he do? He tells his followers, Go reach the Gentile nations. Yeah. See, there's, there's a real interesting symmetry, but three is your key there. Oh, yeah. You know, it, three it, is the key. Right. And then in Exodus again, 19, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. That's when he reveals himself. Yes. See, on the third yeah. day. Yeah. You'll often see that idea. Isn't that fantastic when you <coughs> sit and think about it for a minute? Well, I mean, that, really. Yeah. That's that's what's going on there. And you brought up, too, about Esther, David. Right. You want to read that? Sure that's well. a very important yeah, point. You know, my, my wife is studying Esther. And she, you know, she talks to me about the uh -huh. study regularly. She, she really likes that book. But it says, uh, this is in Esther 4.16, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish now. She came to the king, mm -hmm. not being requested. She came on her own accord. That's why she said she could be killed, but she did that on the third day. And the whole background on this is the fact that the king was looking to kill all the Jews. And so they did a national fast. Uh, Esther called for it, right, John? Mm -hmm. And everybody fasted and prayed. And on the third day, she came to him while they were fasting. And what did he do? He, he released uh, the, uh, the mandate. Exactly right. right. So, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And they were going to die. Right. But that day they received, on the third day they received life right. as a nation. Isn't that Same something? thing you see yeah. right. in um, Genesis chapter 40 when Joseph is thrown in prison. He's there with two prisoners. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's interesting, there's many interesting things there. Of course, Joseph is such a type of Christ in so many ways. But he's unjustly accused. He's thrown in prison. Yeah. He sees these two prisoners in verse 7 of chapter 40. And he says, why do you look so sad today? In other words, he, he, he's really caring for these prisoners. That he, Why mm -hmm. should he? They're Egyptian. You know, he, yeah. And they said, uh, they tell him about a dream they have. And, it, and, and so Joseph interprets the dream. And he says, um, uh, Joseph answered, he says, verse 18, chapter 40. And Joseph answered, said, this is the interpretation of the three baskets are three days. Those three. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head 
from you, hang it on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh for the... In other words, on the third day, he's going to die, but on the third day, the cupbearer is going to get life. He's going to be released. <clears throat> you understand this yeah. death and resurrection principle? Mm -hmm. it's, it's very interesting yeah. that that imprint... You know, like on a good station, you have a watermark. Right. It's all through your paper. Yeah. It tells you it's your yes. company or mm -hmm. your, your signature. So, too, in a sense, all through the Bible is this watermark of God's use of numbers. Yes. And three, particularly, how he seeks to reveal himself. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, and, and you see this time and time again uh, where these three uh, are present. Yes. And then the three temptations of man, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Yeah. And so, you know, if, in terms of uh, how am I using this now that I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit more about, you know, what's in the Bible, is when you see those patterns, it helps you remember what the, what, what the problems are and what you should be aware of. It's kind of like a, a GPS tracking device where you're, where you're trying to get to... Uh, to the end game, uh, which is obviously um, being with our Father in Heaven. But while we're here on the planet, we always have to remind ourselves what sinkholes there are. Yeah, right. And I think what those patterns and symbols have done for me now, as I told you, I've printed off some of the key symbols or, or numbers in the Bible, and you see all the different things that you'll find in the Scripture. Right. Those patterns, and then once you understand some of those patterns, the Scripture opens up more right. to you. Um, but I mean, yeah. you talk about temptations right. uh, that beset man. Mm -hmm. But how about when Jesus is in the wilderness? How many times was he tempted by Satan? Yeah, three, three times. times. There it is. is there? So, yeah. uh, so when Jesus comes, uh, he he's called uh, the Messiah in the Greek. That's where we get the mm -hmm. word Christus or Christ. Right. Uh, but that meant the anointed one. Well, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, there was three anointed offices or positions three sometimes they literally would anoint this person with oil number one was the king number two was the prophet number three was the priest and jesus fulfills those three offices or if you will ministries or mm -hmm. occupations he is the perfect anointed one he's a he's a he's a prophet greater than moses there was a predicted that there was going to be a prophet coming greater than moses deuteronomy 18 he's a king greater than david because his kingdom is going to last forever. You'll see that in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And he's a prophet, greatest of all prophets. You see? Uh, because yeah. he, he says, Moses said, but I say unto you. You know, he, he heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will right. endure forever. So he's, he's, he's claiming as an exalted, deified, he's God right. in a prophetic role. Yeah. yeah. You know, the three shepherds, uh, Psalms prophesied by Jesus, the good shepherd telling of his death. Yes. Psalm 22 and John 10, 14 through 15. The great shepherd telling of his resurrection, Psalm 23, Hebrews 13, 20. And the chief shepherd telling of his glory, right. Psalm 24, 1 Peter 5, 4. You know, again, it's it's the pattern. It's, yeah. it's the three pattern. Yeah, so you'll see that. And, you know, when you come to, like, in terms of testing, you see three. When God is going to reveal himself, look at the three of Daniel's friends that are put in the fiery furnace. Medrach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Huh. Remember, they're in the furnace? Yeah. And the king looks in. They survive. No, they're not burned. And they go, I see the three of them. But there's a fourth one, like an under the Son of God. So God, in that three, those three guys being tested, God revealed himself. So often on the third day or the third time is a point where God will reveal things. 
you know, show things. So, so it's completeness, but it's not, uh, it's a little bit less complete than number seven, right? Seven it, is, is how does unique. That work? Yeah, we'll how does we'll that get work? to seven. Yeah. Seven is more uh, perfection or completeness. Yeah. Well, you know, God creates on six days, the seventh, uh, he rests. That's your, you know, there's seven major feast days in uh, Israel's history. Seven we'll get to because that's a whole oh, different boy. thing. Yeah, that's three, right. three actually has a lot more to do with God and the person of Jesus Christ, where seven has a lot more to deal with God dealing with man. Mm -hmm. You know, the, that's why when you come to the Gospel of John, you'll see, we'll get into this, but Jesus will have seven miracles in the Gospel of John. They call them signs. He'll make seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. Uh, when you come to, uh, he'll make seven statements from the cross. When we get to the number seven, we're going to see it's loaded uh, with all kinds of implications oh, yeah. uh, and how that might relate to us. Okay. Did you have another point you well, made? Well, yeah, I was, you know, again, I, I, I like I like Noah's Ark. So, you oh, know, yeah. um, so when you look at, at Noah's Ark, uh, it's, it was three stories high and 300 cubits long. So, again, you know, there, there's the number three all the way through. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, it's just fascinating. So then when you look at classes of people, uh, there's really, um, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and chapter 3, it lists three natural, it says there's the natural man, there's the mm -hmm. spiritual person, the Christian that's living spirit, and then there's the carnal Christian. Those are your three types. The natural yeah. man doesn't have the Holy Spirit. The spiritual man who has the Holy Spirit and is walking in the Spirit. And then the carnal man is a Christian whose carnal means fleshly. He's not walking in victory. So you see those three classes of people. Just like the Bible will yeah. talk about three classes or groupings of people. Jew, Gentile, and the church. There's a Jews were different people. And then Gentiles were very separated from the Jewish people. They didn't associate with them because the, Jew, the Gentiles didn't keep kosher. They didn't keep ritualistically yeah. clean. But well, because of Christ, you have the third community, which is the church, which takes from the first two, the Jews and the Gentile, which is really a miracle. Yeah. You have those three. Huh. And so, again, you're seeing these threads yeah. that are woven all through uh, the Scripture, all through God's revelation. It's pretty amazing stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, uh, again, Jesus will say three times it is written in his temptation. He'll say to the, uh, Satan, it is written, it is written, it is written. Uh, that's powerful. And then, then of course, uh, the enemy will leave. We, we see this because uh, once, once you have <clears throat> the, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, that's really what it is that defeats the uh, the enemy of God, Satan. Right. So, again, I think we brought this up before, John. Uh, the three great enemies are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh -huh. uh, I, I always thought it was myself and, you know, the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But you then have to, you know, put it in into the world. And, you know, so we're really battling uh, all of those, all of those issues. Not only our own flesh, but you know the world and the devil too, and and that's really where it gets challenging. And so I don't know how you can really run around in this planet if you don't have this book. And uh, I mean, that's it comes it. down to it because before I knew how I did it, and uh, and now uh, it's just different. Um, it's different how I look at things. It's almost like uh, I see things clearer. And I'm not as panicked when I see chaos or stuff going around me because in a lot of cases, um, I understand that uh, 
Jesus told us it would be here, yes. but we know what we're waiting for right. and where we're going. And, and so it changes the whole outlook. I, I think, you know, back to all this, when, when we talk about patterns and how, how a prophet used the Bible to reinforce his own faith, we go right back to Paul in my mind. We did this uh, on the previous uh, weekend with uh, Thanksgiving, and he always had a positive spin on everything. Mm-hmm. He said, you guys can go ahead and kill me. That's fine. That's great. I'll be with my father. Or you can keep me here, and I'm going to continue to preach. Yeah, exactly. And, and to, to get people to the Lord. Either way, I win. Yeah, it's a win-win. Right. So, so Yeah, like you say, Dan, without the book, uh, we're kind of yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. You see, that's why the more things change in the world around us, and they've yeah. changed radically in the, our day and age, um, the more you have to get with that which does not change. And number one is the Word of God, and then number two yeah. is God. Jesus, the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and forever. And that's why when you see cultures or societies, time of war or great um, depression, mm-hmm. whatever, believers must cluster together and hang on to those. Those are your right. touchstones. Those are the things that, that are firm. Mm-hmm. They can't be shaken. Uh, because who knows what the future holds. You know, we go into 2019, it's a, it's an empty page chapter in the book of life you yeah know? you know but but john so i'm sitting here you know i hate to keep reading all these little tidbits but it's so darn fascinating the the three kings of the united kingdom were saul david and solomon right the three intimate friends of jesus were peter james and john right witnesses to his transfiguration those were the three he brought up to the mount why why did god do that all the way through you know the only the only thing that i can think is well i know how dense i can be uh-huh. but um I think that it just, he wanted us to know clearly, without question, that this is his hand. And, and that he kept those patterns throughout uh, to let us know that this is his hand. There's no other explanation for it. Just like there's no way that this planet in the universe, Earth, could be so perfectly designed right, right. for us to inhabit it. Right. Th- there, there's no other explanation. What about all the other planets? What about all the other... Uh, things that we're familiar of you know if we weren't at a 23.5 degree um axis you know axis angle the planet earth there would be no life at all even if we went a degree or two the other way well look at if we're just a little closer to the sun right okay that's right i mean if if our summer temperatures went up 50 degrees 150 Mm -hmm. in the summertime 160 we Mm -hmm. we're going to be boiled everything's going to be withered up what if it goes down to 40 below, just yeah. a little bit of variation in this starry mm-hmm. universe. What if we go down in this cold sea? Why is everything held in what you call, they call it the Goldilocks, that, you know, that everything is perfect. It's called right. the anthropic yeah, principle. It, right. That right. somebody has suggested, it's like somebody got in to and, 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 and tinkered with all the different uh, formulations to make life on this planet not only possible, but every day being sustainable. Yeah, and... In John, again, it goes back to the, the symbolism. The Old and the New Testaments have an incredible unity between them. It's something like, what, more than a third of the New Testament is composed of the Old Testament? Yes. Quotes, many writings from the prophets and Psalms could not be understood without the Gospels and the rest of the New Testament. And, and I think the numbers hit that same idea. Yeah, right. That I don't think we really understand the fact that the man upstairs wrote he the holy spirit inspired the writing of this book if we didn't have those patterns yeah the patterns help us like you say remember but it also reveals something when the deeper you look at it right 
everybody knows that mathematics is this is the language of science. It's yeah. because mathematics is 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 as close as you're going to come to perfection. Right. Two plus two equals four. Whether you're here or in Egypt or in London, it's going to be like that. It's going to be. So, wouldn't you expect to see that in God's word, right. a certain perfection yeah. or a certain patterning? For example, if you look at we looked at how important the number three is with resurrection. Right. How many people were rose, rose from the dead in the Old Testament? Three. In the ministry of Elisha and Elijah, there's three. How many did Jesus raise in his earthly ministry? Three. Lazarus, the widow's son, a widow of Nain, and the little girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Six is the number of man. Who was the seventh raised in the scripture? Jesus. Jesus. That's so completion. That, yeah. So, but you see three in the old, three risen. That's a reason there's for that. You see? Well, that's a whole other thing. Seven, 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 we'll get to that. six, six, six. We'll yeah. get to that. Right. But that, that, then you come, and mm -hmm. you'll see this idea, especially, uh, I'm going to get ready to close in a bit, but especially when you see the resurrection. Yeah. Three times Jesus says in John mm -hmm. chapter 6, I will raise him up at the last day. John chapter 6, verse 40, verse 44, verse 54. And again, I said three arose from the dead in the Old Testament, three in the New Testament. Uh, look at Hosea chapter 6, verse 2. If you turn to that, David, why well, just look let at me, some let me pull that Hosea Sorry, was... chapter 6, uh, verse 2. So <clears throat> you see these three uh, for a new beginning. For example, when Noah got off the ark, his three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, three, are going to start the whole human race. It's like a whole new beginning. Um, just like Jesus chooses three. Peter, James, and John, as well as the other apostles. But if you look at Hosea... Uh, go ahead and read it, John. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, let me go to it. it up, yeah. Um, but it, it'll talk there where God will raise up Israel on the third day in Hosea Wait, chapter 6, verse 2. Yeah, come let us. Let's see. You got it? Okay, Hosea 6. Come. Okay, where do you want to go? Go read verse 6, chapter 2. Chapter 6, verse 2. After two days... He will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. There you go. On the third day, he restores that we might live. You understand that yeah. new life, restoring, restoration mm -hmm. of Israel. So uh, again, yeah. this is of all through uh, the scriptures. We're going to yeah. see that. And so next week, uh, God willing, we're going to pick up on this theme, David, and move from three to four, five, and six. But again, to our point, to just complete the conversation, yes. in verse 3, let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. So again, the pattern is trying to tell us, look up yeah. and acknowledge who is writing this, who has created these patterns, who has created uh, this organization, this perfect organization. Exactly right. So uh, that, yeah. at least that's what I'm finally getting out of uh, the, the number study that we've been doing. Well, you're exactly right. And like I say, we're going to pick up on this uh, next week because it's so important uh, uh, when we go through this and just to see how, you know, how God kind of put it together for us, made it really made it easy uh, for us or easier uh, to understand uh, what yeah. God is doing in this book. Right. Yeah. So again, uh, we want to uh, just uh, bless everybody on this uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, again, we thank you for 89.1 FM radio and our station here in Lorraine, Ohio. Thank you, Mark, for all the work you did uh, here and every day to keep the station yes, thanks, on the air, so to speak. And uh, 
we really encourage everybody to tune in. We got some interesting guests coming on later this day, and we got some programs, even uh, our schedule, David, for the coming year. Yeah. I've mentioned a couple that are coming on. Right, and uh, we talked today about trying to get one of the cabs on here in December. Mark's going to work on that. Uh, but I also wanted to uh, send a thank you, John. We thank a lot of people, but I want to thank your son, Michael, mm. who has really been uh, in the back scenes, behind the curtains. Mm. Uh, he downloads all of our shows. Um, he reviews them, and then he uploads them uh, to the Internet. And I just want to thank him for his uh, you know, continuous efforts. Um, and uh, so I just we really appreciate you, Mike. Thanks so much. Yeah, every week he's uh, yeah very he's diligent and kind us, of right? logging it in. And uh, whereas people can now have access to the old shows and the uh, archive yes, shows, and right. that's going to be great going forward. Yeah, I think God willing, you know, and, and as the new year comes, we'll see some expansion and maybe some special guests that will call in, authors right. in that, mm -hmm. and perhaps even when I'm overseas, we can do a, a show. Uh, you know, from Southeast Asia. Well, you know, the amazing thing is I was talking about this the other day, and, and we didn't do it for this purpose, but it's amazing how God can find a way. When we started, we maybe had, I don't know, a couple dozen people listening, and now with the addition of Facebook Live and all these other technology, social media stuff, we have people listening from East London, Israel, California, Minnesota, Florida. And the only reason that's important is you know, you just hope that, you know, more and more people find the word, especially in a world that we're living in now. Yeah, that's right. and, and that's really the excitement behind this. So we're, we feel very blessed and we're grateful for all the listeners. So have a good weekend, everybody. God bless. God bless.